What's up, good people? Thank you for taking the time and listening to the M-W Tactical Podcast. Please, go visit the M-W Tactical store at www.m-wtactical.com forward slash store and help support our efforts by purchasing a shirt or two. If you haven't done so, go follow us on Instagram and Facebook by searching for M-W Tactical. What's up, good people? I want to welcome everyone back to the M-W Tactical Podcast, and thank you for taking your time to hang out with me during the show. This week, we're bringing in my man Trey Barber from Rock Hill, South Carolina, to talk to him and have a little conversation and do the interview so y'all can hear this guy and his ambition for when it comes to shooting. Also this week, we're bringing in, we're bringing in my main man, Tank Washington, who's going to do co-host duties for the day. How's it going for you, Tank? Living the dream, living the dream. You know me, always glad to be here. Hey, somebody got to live it, because if not, it's going to get ugly. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> yeah, so um, not too long ago, you did a video where you was doing some um, DIY projects, making your own <laughs> um, case loop. Yeah. Um how that came about, about, I want to say around maybe August of 2015, mm-hmm. I, well, I'll say a little bit before that, I came across um, the recipe for lanolin case loop, and I learned that people were making their own case loop, because before that, I was using the RC uh, RCBS um, pad, but... It works, but when you're doing bulk loading, it's not the best option, in my opinion. So when I found out that people were making their own, I was like, okay, let me try this. Well, where I live, lanolin is not something that you can just walk into a store and grab it off the shelf. And then to order it online for the quantity that you get, it's a bit on the expensive side, for me anyway. Right. But... um. I did some research looking at chemical compositions, uh, something called hydrophilic lipophilic balance. And I found that a close match to the lanolin oil was mineral oil. So mixed up a batch of the mineral oil compound using the lanolin recipe, used it and it worked great. Um, matter of fact, that was my first ever YouTube video at that particular time. I really didn't have any ambitions about putting myself out there on YouTube. It was something that I played around with. I got good results and I just wanted to share it with the community. All right. So let me, let me ask you this then, um, since you made up your own, uh, case loop, have you done a comparison with, um, what's on the market now, like between three other products and then what you made at home i actually have not hmm, that might be another video right there for you man i'll check it out <laughs> yeah and let's see how it compares and holds up um because you know i'm all about home remedies on certain things right <laughs> <laughs> but um outside of that I'm, I'm curious to hear how this test would go because we had a talk on the range yesterday about what you did with primers and um, right, different right. stuff, man. Um, where can people check that video out if they're interested in it? 
that video should be posted on January the 13th at mm, around about 2 o'clock at the What's Up Tank Washington YouTube channel. Okay, so if anything, um, I'll put the link for that in the description um, for this podcast as well so people can click on it and, you know, check it out and then give you some feedback and tell you what they think and get a good conversation going with that. I look forward to it. Hey, that's it right there. You know how we do it. We share the wealth around here. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So now I want to go ahead and jump into my match that took place in Spartanburg, South Carolina last week. Um, This was a six-stage match, and automatically the drive from Columbia to Spartanburg was interesting. I rode with my buddy, all right, and um, he doesn't want his name revealed, so I'm just going to call him Team Taco Commander. (laughs) That's what he dubs um, everybody who shoot regularly with him, Team Taco. So a lot of times after we finish a match, we go get tacos, you know, at whatever restaurant. So um, the Team Taco Commander, he and I was talking on the drive up to Spartanburg and, you know, we're talking different strategies and stuff that we need to work on to make ourselves better and um, what matches we're going to plan for the future to go to. Because right now, I think everybody is pretty much gauging what they're going to shoot as far as level two and level three matches for the year. Right. So my goal is to shoot between four and six level two matches for this year. Right. Because I'm, you know, I'm trying to get myself ready for the next level. So he made a comment and he was like, um, hey, you know, you're right there on my heels. And I'm saying that because he was talking about some other high, you know, good shooters in the area. And right. he's like, yeah, you're, you're right there on my heels and I'm feeling the heat. And I was like, hey, that means a lot. Thank you. I appreciate that. So. You know how it is, healthy competition when we go to um, these matches and everything. So we shoot, and it's like a little smack talking amongst us as friends, you know, nothing serious or anything. And we get out there, and we're going at it, like stage for stage. Um, One or two stages I didn't do too good on, but the rest of them, it was like we're going back and forth. And... Stage six, I will call stage six the call-out stage. And if you go to Spartanburg, the order is not like it is at, you know, um, Mid-Carolina, whereas you start off on Bay 1 and it comes straight down as um, Bay 6. The way it is at Spartanburg is it's almost like a circle, but the numbers are not in order. (laughs) Yeah, it's kind of weird. So I... Every time I go there, I got to ask, which one is Bay, whatever, you know, because there's no real order there, you know. So um, I know, like, we started off on Bay 4, and then the next one, I don't even know what the number was. Then we had to go back to the top of the hill. The next one was next to it. Then after that, you had to walk up the pathway that takes you into the deep woods. Right. <laughs> And then you come back, and then there's one more bay after that one, which brings you back to next to the start one I was talking about. So the numbers are kind of off, but I do know the one in the backwoods is um, number six. And that one right there, that set it off. So (laughs) the way it went was um, this stage, because 
the group we shot with, they kept randomizing every stage we went to. So it was no distinct order. Right. You know, you didn't know okay. where you was going to be at. <laughs> yeah. So um, the way it went, um, our buddy Howard, he was the first one to shoot out of the three of us with Team Taco. And Howard ended up doing it in 11 seconds. Then the Taco commander, he ended up doing it in eight seconds. Right. I was next. Like, right. All three of us. One, two, three. <laughs> I was next. I did it in seven seconds. Man, he gave me that look. It's like, game on. It's going. <laughs> so right then and there, like I said, you know, healthy competition. And, you know, it was all in fun. You know, everything was great. So um, that was the start of the call out, in my opinion. And like I said, all in healthy fun. But overall, I came in 14th out of 52 competitors. Nice. Yeah, but here's how you got to look at that, okay? You got to remember, you can't look at each division and compare them equally because, right. you know, race guns are going to go faster than a production or a limited gun. And PCC, they're in a class all their own, but still. Exactly. So that day, it was a mess load of open guns and carry optics. So, but I'm still saying, you know, 14th out of 52, it put me up there, you know? So I'm like, okay, I'm cool with that. Now in the limited division, I came in second out of 14, but originally when I first went and looked at it, the day we left the range, I was first out of 14 or first out of 13. Um, what actually ended up taking place was there was a guy on our squad. He signed up for open, but he was shooting limited. You know so when they made the correction, now that bumped me back down to second place. He took first place. And um, I, you know, I wasn't mad about it, but I had already put a video up that said I took first place in Spartan. I Man, I was all happy about it, but I'm going to leave it up. I'm leaving it up because that's still my win. I'm looking at it as my win. <laughs> and then um, in C-Class, I came in first out of five. So um, the classifier stage, okay, how did this play out? It was um, The classifier was 1805. I shot it 55%. Um, and this one, you had two steals, but you had to shoot it in um, two different arrays. So whichever yeah. one, whichever array you shot first, you had to do a reload and finish it up. So what I decided to do was shoot tuxedo, steel, steel, tuxedo, reload, and then, you know, full target, partial, another full target. So overall, um, I did it in 1431. I was trying to play it easy because I'm close to B class, <laughs> you know. Um, ended up getting 11 alphas, five Charlies. And like I said, it put me at 55%, you know, so I was happy with that, but I knew I could have done it better, but I didn't want to push it to hit the mic, even though you can make up your shots, but you know, when you're going fast like that, unless you're consciously paying attention to what you're hitting, it's going to be a little bit difficult. So overall for that match, I shot at 77%. And then in the limited division, I shot at 92%. So I was like, I'll take those numbers all day. <laughs> you know? um, so overall, to me, it was a good day. But I did have a lot on my mind with some personal issues that went on. But I think shooting that match, you know, 
it cleared my mind a little bit and I still went out and performed. Um, I went out and proved to, you know, my buddy, the taco commander that I'm on his heels, <laughs> but I actually pulled past him. But um, we were going back and forth, like I said, throughout the whole match. But um, I came out on top with one second. Actually, I think it was <laughs> one second plus a tenth of a second. <laughs> you know, so that kind of put me over top of him. But now we got the smack talking going on between us with competition and everything. So, you know, it's all in fun, though. You know how we do it. Let me ask you this, though. Okay. Um, after the correction, when they put that other guy in the limited class and it bumped you down, was there a big gap between your score and his score? 8%. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, only 8%. <laughs> but um, when this guy was shooting, um, you can look at him and tell he was an open shooter, right? Right. You know, like how those guys run those guns so fast and um, their movements go in line with the gun. Right. But when he was shooting, his movements wasn't going in line with the gun because it's like the gun was going too slow for him, mm. if, if that makes sense. So it's like when he wanted to do something, when he did it, the gun wasn't fast enough to do what he wanted it to do. Right. Yeah. So, um, but like I said, just looking at him shoot, that proved to me that there is a big distinction between, you know, open and limited and mm-hmm. um, the way those guns actually operate. But it also showed me that you have to, you know, really concentrate on that front sight post and your stage plan has to be spot on if you're going to go try to go as fast as he went. Right. You know, but overall, like I said, it, to me, it was fun. You know, um, first match of the year. I was happy with that. <laughs> but, hey, if you're not having fun, what's the point of doing it? Yeah, exactly. That's That's what it all comes down to. So, um, like I said, what's next for me is doing a couple more matches, um, doing a couple level two matches this year, because last year I only did two, I think, which was the Battle at the Beach and then the Georgia State match. No, I did three last year. Um, I did Battle at the Beach, the Georgia State match, and then the one in North Carolina. And I got disqualified from the one in North Carolina. <laughs> that was the one where they got you on the draw. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Okay. So, uh, corrected the light trigger. <laughs> I got some meat <laughs> on my trigger now. <laughs> and I'm gonna keep it for now on. <laughs> yeah. So, um, what's next with you? Um, right now, like I said, we're finishing up the primer testing. Um, finally gonna get started with my niece and her 30-day challenge. Um, I was having a bit of confusion of trying to figure out where I wanted to start her, but I think I'm going to take it all the way back to basics. Of course, as always, rules of safety. Then we're going to do the eye dominance test, and then I'm going to take her through and explain the site picture, site alignment, and then we're going to move from there. But I'm going to make sure that she has a solid grasp of the safety rules before I even put a gun in her hand, whether it be an actual firearm or a demo firearm. Hey, regardless of whatever you do, document it all, man, because that's going to make an interesting video right there in um, comparison to watch her journey from where she started to where she ended. And 
if everything pans out, you know, in good spirit, you're going to see the growth and the confidence level build up as well. She's a definite trooper and anything that she puts herself behind, she is dedicated and she followed through to the end. So I cannot wait to see her progress. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that video also. Yep. So, um, once again, let the good people know how they can get in contact with you, watch your stuff, call you, hang out with you, whatever you want them to do. <laughs> well, as always, you can find me on YouTube on the What's Up Tank Washington channel and on Instagram, I am the Specialist 69 Hey, that's it right there. So um, go check out his video on the, the DIY case loop. Um, it's pretty interesting, um, some things that he talked about and put forth but you also had another challenge with the primer did you want to talk about that or not absolutely um matter of fact what even brought about the primer video that i'm doing um with the original formula that i mixed uh i got a lot of feedback from both sides um people that tried it and people that were issuing more of a warning they were saying that petroleum-based products are primer killers but I noticed that since I had been using the mineral oil uh, formula, I haven't had any issues. Um, none of the people that reported to me that they tried it came back and reported having any issues. So my thought process was, is it really possible to kill a primer or can it be affected in any way? And that's what brought about the primer testing video that's going to be released on the 13th. Hey, that's it right there. I'm a firm believer in um, debunking myths. Um, I did that one time in my military career, and I thought I was going to get in trouble for it. But <laughs> actuality, I didn't get in trouble for it, but it, it did set the pathway to show that, hey, we've been doing this wrong for all this time. You know, he proved it. Let's run with it, you know, because, you know, like how it is. A lot of people don't like to break old habits. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, so that's what it is. So once again, uh, tell the good people your information, where they can find you at again. What's up, Tank Washington on YouTube and the Specialist 69 at Instagram. Hey, that's it. Um, and also, like I said, if you want to follow him, go ahead and give him a follow. I follow him. And um, he puts out some great information. And like I said, this video, it can capture your attention. So go check it out. Also, if you're looking to follow me, Look me up at Munitions Weapons Tactical on Instagram and Facebook, just M-W Tactical. Um, you can also find me on Twitter at M underscore W Tactical. But um, I really don't understand Twitter, but I just do it because <laughs> it's there. You know what I'm saying? So here's what we're going to do. We're going to go ahead, um, take a quick commercial break, and we're going to come back and continue with the M-W Tactical podcast. Hey, this is Brian Conley at Hunter's HD Gold. If you've never tried Hunter's HD Gold, then I challenge you to find me at a match next year. Go to the website under scheduled events, find out where I'm gonna be, come meet me in person and demo a pair for yourself. Find out why shooters across the United States are changing to Hunter's HD Gold to get 43% more light to their eyes, better contrast, eyes that are not fatigued at the end of the day based on the, the colors that we use, and find out the real meaning of why they change so you don't have to. So check us out on our website, huntershdgold.com, and I look forward to seeing you at the range soon. 
Hello everyone, this is Michael Woodland from m-wtactical.com and co-host of the Black Man with a Gun podcast. We are reaching out to ask everyone that is in earshot to help us raise money to put four law enforcement officers in jiu-jitsu training for a year. We are looking to raise the money two ways. First, if you live in the state of South Carolina and want to get your concealed weapons permit, the instructor fee will go towards the campaign. The second way is you can donate $50 to GoFundMe.com forward slash LEO training. The goal is to raise $4,000. Again, we are looking to get 80 people to help contribute $50 to put four law enforcement officers through jiu-jitsu training for a year. This act will be presented in the name of the 2A community. Now we're going to go ahead and jump into a little bit of word on the 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 We encourage everyone to go out and do some training with your firearm and just get familiar with and what you feel you need to work on to get better with it. For those of us into competition, please share the information of your club or the shooting event taking place in your area so we can share the message and get the word out. This weekend, if you're in the South Carolina area, registration is open for those who are interested in doing some USPSA action in Augusta, Georgia at Pine Tucky on Saturday. Sign up on Practice Score and look up Pine Tucky for the match while space is still available. Then on the following Sunday, there is a match at Sand Hill Shooting Sports in Lugolf, South Carolina, in which you can look up on Practice Score as well by searching SSS. Sign up for both of these matches and let's have fun together. If you would like for me and the crew to come out and shoot a USPSA match with you, email us at info at m-wtactical.com and let's plan it out. Are you looking to contribute to a worthy cause that pays it forward? Visit gofundme.com forward slash LEO training and help us raise money to put some law enforcement officers into jiu-jitsu training for a year at no cost to them or the department. Thanks to the contributions already given, we raised $1,600 of the $4,000 total. For 2020, we are asking everyone to help us raise the remaining funds by March 1st so we can put some officers in training. Whatever we raise between now and March 1st, that will be it for the LEO campaign. Contribute and help us reach the goal. Again, visit GoFundMe.com forward slash LEO training and donate to our campaign. Everyone who donates will get recognized on social media, but if you donate $50 or more, you will get a video shout out personally thanking you. Visit GoFundMe.com forward slash LEO training. Kevin Dixie is hosting his second annual Teach and Learn event. It's a three-day event taking place on Memorial Day weekend, 22 through 24 May in Lettington, Missouri. For those who are looking to become more involved in the shooting industry in some way. For those interested, you can sign up by going to eventbrite.com and searching NOC Second Annual Train and Learn Event. We are bringing Steve Anderson from andersonshooting.com to Columbia, South Carolina, 9 through 10 April. The class will take place on a Thursday and Friday, then that Saturday, 11 April, there is a USPSA match at the same range. By taking this class and doing the match, you can get coached by Steve Anderson himself. 
For those wanting to sign up for this class, head on over to the M-W Tactical Facebook page and click on events or just click on the link in the description. Or you can go to the M-W Tactical Instagram page and click on the link in the bio that will direct you to the registration. There are limited slots for this class and they are going fast. As of today, 14 January, there are only two slots left. For those who are looking to sign up for Battle at the Beach, the match director Mike Fritz stated there are a few spots for those who are willing to work his staff. For those looking to assist with the various positions for Battle at the Beach, contact the match director at www.lowcountryuspsa.com. There are some new sponsors on board for this match. As of now, their current sponsors are Red Hill Tactical, Red Stitch Targets, the Blue Bullets, Akai Custom Firearms, Hunters HD Gold, who is sponsoring two stages, Outdoor Dynamics, Lucky Shot Firearms, Dunham Smithing, Law Offices of McLeod Ruffner, Premier, and Shooters Connection. There are three new bays under construction, which will mean more fish stages on the way. Visit www.lowcountryuspsa.com for more information. The Gun Cleaners. Our solvent is, I think, second to none. Our lube is second to none. Their lube's heavier than water which is just a huge thing. People don't really put a lot of thought into that, just how huge that is to have on your gun, especially if you can still carry. The gun cleaners. Oh, yeah, most definitely. You know, you're going to sweat a lot of the other lubes off. With ours, it'll stay there. The gun cleaners. And maintaining the quality of the process, the quality of the end result is another, and you guys are able to do both with the process that you have there. Order your supply of the lube and the solvent at www.theguncleaners.com Hey, this is Brian Conley at Hunter's HD Gold. If you've never tried Hunter's HD Gold, then I challenge you to find me at a match next year. Go to the website under scheduled events, find out where I'm going to be. Come meet me in person and demo a pair for yourself. Find out why shooters across the United States are changing to Hunter's HD Gold to get 43% more light to their eyes, better contrast, eyes that are not fatigued at the end of the day based on the, the colors that we use, and find out the real meaning of why they change so you don't have to. So check us out on our website, huntershdgold.com, and I look forward to seeing you at the range soon. This week, we're going to have a discussion with Trey Barber out of Rock Hill, South Carolina. When I first met Trey, I was more happy to see more people of color come out and enjoy the sport as I do. But after watching him shoot, I instantly became a fan. This guy is at the level where people will pay attention to his performance, but really as humble as he can be. Check out this conversation with Trey Barber. All right, good people. Today, I have my man Trey Barber here from South Carolina. Yes, sir. When I first met Trey, I met him up at Spartanburg. And first of all, I was actually over excited that there was another person of color there shooting at a match that I haven't seen nobody else of color shoot 
And at this time, it was probably four or five months for me. So when I seen him, I was ecstatic. But when I saw him perform, I was overwhelmed. And I was like, oh, my goodness, this guy is really good. <laughs> so throughout the day, we talked a little bit. And, you know, he gave me a little pointers, some little tips. And it stuck with me. And I still do the stuff he was saying from that first day. So I want to introduce everyone to Trey Barber. How's it going, my man? Going good. Thank you for the introduction, man. Hey, just being I honest. Remember. So um, starting it off, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Just a little backdrop. Uh, yeah. So I was born and raised in Rock Hill, South Carolina. Um, went to school to wrestle for two years at Spartanburg Methodist and then got my bachelor's from USC, uh, University of South Carolina. Um, pretty simple, man. Just grew up wrestling, Boy Scouts, never really grew up shooting at all. Um, and now I'm in Fort Mill and I work in Pineville, so still close to home. I'm expecting our first kid here in February, so getting geared up for that and uh, thinking about diving to PCC, so actually going to pick up one of those today. That's uh, that'll be interesting. Nice, well, you know. Now I can tell you this: um, I did go to school in Charlotte, so I am familiar with the Palmville, Rock Hill area. I got you. Um, so my dad got custody of me when I was like 13 years old. I was living with him ever since. Um, I talked to Tom Powers last week. I got you. And he actually invited me to use his PCC to start shooting PCC from a conversation we had. And then um, I have a daughter. She's like six years old right now. But welcome to the world of fatherhood that you're about to endure. <laughs> All right. So let me ask you this. What interests you about shooting USPSA? Uh, so originally I purchased a, I think it was one of those TARS, like G2, whatever they're called. Um, when I first turned probably 22 was the first time I owned a handgun. Um, and I would just go out and kind of plink around in the woods. Um, and I just got really interested in shooting. I was going almost every day. And I decided to look up gun competitions. And uh, I think I found IDPA and USPSA. And so I decided to look up something in my area. And I happened to find uh, Spartanburg. So I uh, emailed Eddie and he told me to come out and just take a look at it at first. <laughs> And so I took a look and just got hooked from from watching that first day and never stopped. Wow. So was the drive more something you can do or I can do it better than this person? Or was it just, oh, man, it, this is my thing? It was just the competition, I think. I grew up wrestling since I was five years old. Mm -hmm. uh, when I got to college, my after my sophomore year, I stopped wrestling because I hurt my back. Um so that I think it was probably my junior or senior year. So it would have been my senior year of college where I turned 21. So that summer, um, 22, um, just was looking for something to do, basically competition style and happened to find it in guns. And it just stuck. Oh, okay. So now, let me see. So you was wrestling, but how old are you right now? Right now I'm 26. 26 years old. So you've been shooting now roughly about four years? Five years? Uh, this would be, this was my third competition season. So I guess four years, maybe. Four years. Okay. 
Cool. Now, do you do anything else outside of wrestling, jiu-jitsu, judo, karate? Uh, I dabbled in mixed martial arts for maybe two summers, just really to stay in shape. Mm-hmm. Uh, never really got into it seriously. I think I may get into something uh, this summer, probably jiu-jitsu or Muay Thai. They both just interest me and it's really going to be whichever one's closer to me. Oh, man. Well, I can honestly say this. If you get into either one of those two, let me know. Come to Columbia, South Carolina, the gym I go to, you'll be amazed. (laughs) You'll be amazed. (laughs) All right. So we know you started back about four years ago. All right. And when did the bug actually hit you where you like, I'm seriously going to invest in this? Uh, I'm guessing last season is when, uh, so for the first, yeah, so I've been doing this three years now that I think about it because I've only, my first season was short um, or first year, I guess, was short because I got into it mid-summer um, and didn't really do much during the winter time. Um, so I guess this, the second season, I was B class in production, picked up the, um, Picked up the P, not PCC, carry optic gun from SIG and ran that for about a year. And uh, yeah, so I say B class for about a year, I think. And then this past season, uh, my first year shooting the South Carolina State Championship, I shot B class and then I decided to um, really invest in myself, just putting in, putting lots of rounds down range, going out. Uh, family land here in Rock Hill and shooting a lot. It went from B class to master in about six months. So I think that's when it really clicked that if I put in the work, put in time and actually do it, I I can be pretty good. Nice. Wow. That's like a fast improvement right there. Six months from B class to master. Right. Once I I decided to actually practice and put in some time and money. Gotcha. I can actually say watching you perform it it actually shows <laughs> yeah <laughs> so what's your so carry optics is that your favorite division to shoot uh currently yeah um other other divisions interest me but carry optics is what stuck and that's where i found gray guns and other people that support me the most um so it's kind of like the most financially appealing but also um the people who support me, that that's that's one of the divisions that they could support me with the most. Gotcha, gotcha. So like my thing is limited and I wanna dabble in carry optics and PCC, but gotcha. I think my thing is I don't want to leave limited until I reach my goal. Mm-hmm. My short term goal for limited is to make A class. I got but, you. You know, overall I do want to become a master grandmaster, but Right now, I just want to focus on getting the A class. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, so um, I, I understand that that push, that desire. <laughs> so um, where do you like to shoot at the most? Uh, so my favorite match to go to is actually Sir Walt. Yeah, Sir Walter up in North Carolina. Um, it's about a two and a half to three hour ride for me, so it, it makes it a little bit difficult for me to get there. Um, and especially this past season, just with personal stuff going on, I couldn't make it up there much. Um, but Sir Walter 
basically puts on a um, state championship level match almost every time you go. And it's the first Saturday of each month. That would be my favorite one. And then my, I guess my second favorite would probably be Rowan. It's only 45 minutes away, but they, they do a great job of mixing up the stages and giving you a, a good mix of longer courses, short courses, speed, and everything else mixed in. Um, those two would have to be my top two. Spartanburg is my home range, so I'll always be be connected to it. Um, it's just not my my cup of tea now. Just just growing a little bit and seeing how I like to shoot and move so much. Um, the base is just a little restricted, but still love to go there because I can see all my friends and basically people who become like family, especially Eddie. Um, Eddie. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so let me see. Rowan, is that the one that's like outside of Charlotte and the Statesville area, like the police range? Uh, not the police range. It's um, it's like a wildlife. I think it's called the Wildlife Preserve or something. Actually, Rowan County Wildlife Preserve, maybe. Um, that is one in Salisbury, I think. Do you go? Oh, okay. Yeah, if it's in Salisbury. I never shot that one before. Okay, I got you. Yeah, a couple people was talking about. I know last year it was like three ranges I wanted to hit. Mm -hmm. and one of them was the one in Salisbury, and the other one was Sir Walter. And I shot Sir Walter, but I got DQ'd at that one. God dang. Yeah, um, that light trigger, man. You know, when you do that work and the trigger was just too light, you sneeze, it goes off. <laughs> <laughs> you have to get used to those those limited triggers, man. Yeah, so I actually ended up putting pressure behind it, but I think I'm probably one of the few people that like to shoot with a heavier trigger, though. That may change as you as you grow in, into it a little more, as you get more comfortable as well shooting the gun. Now, yeah, you might, you might like it heavier. Yeah, see, now Tom said the same thing you just said. Like, yeah, once you progress a little bit more, you know, you'll like it lighter, but I think, I don't know, man, I just like it heavy right now <laughs> i think that's from from personal experience i think that is the the current level of skill that mm -hmm. you have and with that current level of skill also comes that current level of mindset as far as shooting goes um, and i think that's more of like you looking out for your own safety and others and understanding where you're at with that trigger but right. like tom was saying too that as you as you grow you, you hit that a class level and a class the top a class is basically a master level once you start to shoot there you'll feel like okay i'm gonna back this thing down i can get more control and better splits and yada yada and i think you'll i think you'll fly with it yeah so you know i just got finished doing a classifier match in charleston mm -hmm. and at that time I was 2% away. A week before, I was half a percent away from making B class. So go down there to Charleston, and a couple of stages I'm looking at, like, okay, this is, you know, pretty easy. I think I got this one. And I think I put too much stress on myself. I was more worried about getting DQ'd because I had to, like, reprogram myself on what to do out the holster. Mm -hmm. I get down there, and... I had the one, whichever classifier it was, I missed one shot, and that put me at like 56%. So obviously, you know, that backed me up. So out of those six, 
three of them counted against me. So I'm guesstimating because I didn't sit down and do the, the math exactly, but I'm guesstimating that now I'm backed up to at least 53%. Gotcha. Yeah, so the next one coming up will be Belton. So um, I'm going to try Belton and see how that's going to work. But my overall goal is to try to do more um, level two matches this year. I want to do about between four and six this year. Yeah, that's a that's a hefty schedule. I've I've already I think I've paid for two, but I have six to eight on the schedule. Now having a new baby, I don't really know how that's gonna work out. But, uh, <laughs> that is that is the goal. Um careful my, my recommendation is just be careful with the classifier matches, like you said. when you're trying to make a goal, they can sometimes they can hurt you more than they help. Like when right. I we shot that classifier together down at uh Low Country, right? Mm-hmm. Correct. And um yeah, that one killed me because I I don't think about the game of, of this sport. I don't think about the numbers, I just go shoot. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was two and a half percent away from GM and then with that classifier because all six of those counted for me as my most recent six because I don't shoot classifiers very often other than it matches. Mm-hmm. Um, all six of those ended up counting and none of them were very high. And I had two 100% that got knocked off when replaced the 80s. So all of them were masterclass runs, I believe, all in the 80s, but those two 100% got thrown away. So I went in 2% closer to GM to I don't even know what I am now at master, maybe like 86%, something like that. So it knocked me way down. Yeah. That was, that was a match I got disqualified. I didn't want to say it. I wanted you to bring it in. <laughs> but um, when you saw that, like, because it was strange, same thing before I reprogrammed myself off that trigger, mm-hmm. it was done out right there into the ground. So Okay, I got you. I remember that one now. Yeah, so I was like, "Oh my goodness, man!" But I've been DQ'd off of the trigger, but never, never out of the <clears throat> out of the holster. I think mine was a. Uh, I think mine was doing a reload. I popped the trigger on a reload. Oh man, somebody did that in Charleston. Um, doing that classifier match. Mm. So I can honestly say I got DQ'd altogether four times. One time was breaking the 180, and the rest have been out the trigger. I mean, out the holster onto the trigger. That same trigger. Yep, yeah. same trigger. You got to train that thing, man. <laughs> so, like I said, what I actually did was pull out that spring, put that tension on it, made it heavy, real heavy. So, um, I'm liking it right now. So, um, you know, everything is straight. So, this weekend, when I go shoot, it's going to be the, the tail sign because I'm thinking because um, there's two matches. You got Spartanburg and um, the one in Charleston, Palmetto Gun Club. Mm-hmm. And I'm still trying to figure out which one I want to go to. Um, I do like Spartanburg because of um, the competition value up there. And if I go to Charleston, the Palmetto Gun Club, That'll be my second or third time going there. Actually, my third time. And Sir Walter's this weekend. Yeah, and if I would have known about that one beforehand, I probably would have done that one. 
<laughs> I forgot. Sir Walter fills up in like an hour or less. Ooh, that's like Carolina right there. Yeah, they 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 fill it real fast. Yeah, so probably February or March. I'll probably try to jump on Sir Walter then. I got. You. I think I'm running out of money. We got a group of guys on Facebook and some girls. We're all in the same group, but <clears throat> they want to come down and shoot so Sir Walter all together. I can't remember what month they even plan on coming. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right. So now let me ask you, um, far as getting into shooting, and we already know you don't care about the numbers. You just go for your Zen moment. That's what it sounds like. Basically. Now, does anybody sponsor you? far as um, competition shooting? Uh, so I'm with Grey Guns, Red Hill, and Springer. And Overwatch Defense. Nice. nice. So now, um, are you a part of a team, or is it just individual and these people sponsor you? So Grey Guns is kind of a team. Um, so there are several of us who are sponsored, but we don't like travel as a team. So you know, we, we put Team Grey Guns or hashtag Team Grey Guns on certain posts, but as far as, like, traveling as a team or different things like that, not really. We're just kind of all under that same banner. Gotcha. I got you. Now, you said carry optics is your love right now, right? Why carry optics? That's just what I've been shooting. <laughs> <laughs> just picked it up and was like, I found love. Yeah, yeah. I don't I don't even know what the initial draw was to put a dot on the gun. Mm. Um Yeah, it's odd. I don't remember what the initial draw was to go to carry optics. Um I think it was because the Sig X5 had just come out. I bought it the day it was released or the, the morning after it was released, I believe. Um and it was the first platform really for USPSA that you could shoot. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, production limited and carry optics with it because you could take the sight off, you could put a dot on, you could have the magwell, yada yada. Um, so I think I started shooting. No, I never shot production with that gun. So yeah, I shot I shot carry optics right out of the gate with that gun because it came with the four twenty one round mags. Um, that was optic ready. Um, so I think that's why I picked it up. Um, and then I just fell in love with the dot and kind of became one of the faster shooters in this area with uh with the CO gun. And then finally it started picking up and met more people who were shooting it and more competition and just just kept going with it. Have you ever um done anything with open? I have not. I have shot an open gun three times, I think. Hmm. Not in a match. Just literally, I've shot an open gun. You know, how you say I've I've shot a shotgun before. Yeah, I've, I've right. shot. <laughs> open seems pretty cool. It's you know, it's the race cars of our of our sport. I'd love to get into it, but I, I don't want to put five six thousand dollars just into a gun, and then you know, another eight hundred to a thousand in mags. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just not where I'm at right now. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, I know your pain. <laughs> Didn't have a baby on the way. I, I might consider throwing it on a credit card and saying YOLO, but yeah. <laughs> not right now, you know. <laughs> oh, I got you on that one. Now, um, do you reload or buy your ammo? So I reload. 
Okay. So do you have a special formula or do you just follow baseline and try to get close to power factor? Uh, for this, for the carry off the gun, I shoot, I was shooting clean shot, but that started to act a little funny. Mm -hmm. Um, so I went back to tight group, which I've been shooting forever. Um, the only, only not true issue, but thing with tight group people have to remember is how dirty it can get. And it gets hot fast because it's a fast powder. Right. Um, so I shoot tight group and blue bullets through my CO gun. Now I'm going to PCC and I've heard that, yeah, you can shoot the blues out of it fine. But then on the other people have said, you can shoot them, but your gun's going to be filthy and you're going to always be cleaning it. Um, so the SIG, I'm getting a, a SIG MPX, actually picking it up from my, my buddy today, buying it from him. Um, so they like to be clean anyway, but I'm not the biggest guy on cleaning my gun all the time. <laughs> Join the club. <laughs> I may just need to uh, bite the bullet and buy plated bullets so I don't have to clean it so often. But I'll still be reloading, yeah. Oh man, somebody was just telling me about um some plated bullets that cost about as much as blue bullets. Really? Um yeah. When I I think I might have jotted it down in my notes. But whenever I come back across that information, I'll let you know. And I'll point you in that direction as well. That'd be awesome. Yeah. All right. So now let me ask you this one. Okay. And this is like the hip hop question, your top five and why. Okay. So what are your top five ranges in South Carolina and why? Top five. I don't even know if I know five in South Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> um, so if, if I had to do South Carolina, my first is going to be Spartanburg. And the reason being that that is where I started and that's home. <clears throat> that's where I first met the majority of people who kind of, pushed me along and said, do this, don't do that, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, second one in South Carolina is probably going to be, I don't know if the one down, I don't know if Tabor City really counts because we shoot South Carolina stuff there, but they're on the border. So I give, I give that one. I give that one South Carolina. So I'll go with that one second just because uh, they put on some pretty good matches down there. Even though it's a, a good trip for me, I, I like that one. Uh, third one, there, what is this? This is 2020, so I shot 2019. So wherever the 2018 South Carolina State match was, or 17, one of those two. It was down in Charleston, but it wasn't the Tabor City range. It was another one in Charleston. It was an awesome range. Um, can't remember the name, but that one probably be my third is because the range was so freaking cool. Um, four and five is going to be Mid-Carolina and the one in Lugolf. Uh, Sandhill? Sandhill, yeah. Yeah. It puts on some pretty cool matches, but dang, does it get hot. <laughs> <laughs> Especially around here in the summertime. <laughs> yeah. All right, so now how can the people – contact you look at your videos or just contact you about anything uh so i just started a training company barber training solutions so they can go to the website there or find me on facebook um instagram is trayvon barber shoots um, i might change that to barber training solutions just to keep everything synonymous hmm. um, yes yeah, so i'm pretty easy to find on facebook instagram websites if you 
typically I think if you Google Trayvon Barber, I should pop up pretty quick. Okay. So let's tell me a little bit about um the company you started. Gotcha. So uh Barber Training Solutions started off as executive defense group. I just thought the name was cool. Um mm-hmm. so I kind of went with that and the end goal was to be in private security on the civilian side. Um so the executive defense part kind of went with that. Um but the more I got into training, um people kind of relate my name directly to shooting so they see trayvon barber shoots and they were like you know they hit up trayvon barber for the class um and people couldn't really recall the name of the company Mm -hmm. Um, so i changed it to barber training solutions and i've mostly only been teaching cwp um concealed weapon permits for south carolina residents and um this year i've wanted to dive a little more into getting new shooters into competition or shooters who are still new to competition kind of giving those giving them those little tidbits that i wish i would have had and wish i would have known um because like i said if if i could go from being b class to master in a matter of six months it's mostly just having a a agenda of what you need to accomplish what you need to work on um and then understanding how to do that in practice and then putting a budget together and ammo together and all that good stuff. But um, basically just wanted to pass on that knowledge and pass it on at a more, a, uh, I guess I'd say affordable rate to the average person that wants to get into shooting because taking the, you know, the Steve Anderson or the Max Michelle classes are going to be out of most people's price ranges right now. Um, and I put myself anywhere on that scale, but you know, just a, a competition course, or a course with uh, lots of information in general is going to be it's going to be you know four or five hundred bucks a person. Um, so if I can get people into the sport, get people into shooting in general, um, and pass on some some good info, that, that's what I'm going for. Nice, nice. Sounds sounds awesome to me. I appreciate it. Oh yeah. So now once again, uh, can you give your social media so people actually give your social media? email and phone number where you want people to contact you uh so social media on facebook is just trayvon barber or the company barber training solutions um instagram is trayvon barber shoots trayvon it's t-r-e-v-o-n um email bar info at barber training solutions.com and phone number is 803-524-1599 there you have it so if you come to the south carolina area and you're in the Pineville, North Carolina, Rock Hill area. Mm-hmm. Um, hit up Trayvon and get some training in. And maybe you can go from C class to A class in six months or B class to master in six months. There you go. <laughs> That's it. All right. So once again, uh, Trey, I want to thank you for coming on to the M-W Tactical Podcast. Really do appreciate it. And like I said, you are one of the people that I do look up to in shooting. And I really do enjoy shooting with you because it's just fun to watch you shoot. I appreciate it, man. And hopefully I can continue to to shoot well and at a high level. And this year, I'm really trying to push it and trying to see what I can do. Hey, that's two of us. But like I said, you got my support. <laughs> you, need, you just ask and it's there for you. Hey, I appreciate that. All right. So once again, thanks for coming on to the show. And... Stay tuned for the rest of the M-W Tactical Podcast.
Thank you, sir. The gun cleaners. Our solvent is, I think, second to none. Our lube is second to none. Their lube's heavier than water, which is just a huge thing. People don't really put a lot of thought into that, just how huge that is to have on your gun, especially if you still carry. The gun cleaners. Oh, yeah, most definitely. You know, you're going to sweat a lot of the other lubes off. With ours, it'll stay there. The gun cleaners. And maintaining the quality of the process, the quality of the end result, is another. And you guys are able to do both with the process that you have there. Order your supply of the lube and the solvent at www.theguncleaners.com. Hey, this is Brian Conley at Hunter's HD Gold. If you've never tried Hunter's HD Gold, then I challenge you to find me at a match next year. Go to the website under scheduled events, find out where I'm going to be. Come meet me in person and demo a pair for yourself. Find out why shooters across the United States are changing to Hunter's HD Gold to get 43% more light to their eyes, better contrast, eyes that are not fatigued at the end of the day based on the, the colors that we use, and find out the real meaning of why they change so you don't have to. So check us out on our website, huntershdgold.com, and I look forward to seeing you at the range soon. What's up, good people? Thank you for taking the time and listening to the M-W Tactical Podcast. Please, go visit the M-W Tactical store at www.m-wtactical.com forward slash store and help support our efforts by purchasing a shirt or two. If you haven't done so, go follow us on Instagram and Facebook by searching for M-W Tactical. Thank you for taking the time to hang out with us on the M-W Tactical Podcast. Remember, a new podcast comes out every Tuesday. If you cannot wait for Tuesday, go and listen to past episodes to catch up on what you missed. Make sure you visit www.m-wtactical.com and see what all is offered on the site where you can't even purchase M-W Tactical apparel. But please go to our Facebook and Instagram page and follow us on our journey in the sport of competition shooting and the realm of the two-way community. Until next week, keep shooting, keep practicing, and have fun.